everyone, welcome to the Intelligent Conversations podcast where we believe everyone has a form of intelligence that resides within them. Our goal is to encourage these type of conversations for our audience to listen to. Without further ado, welcome to the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Intelligent Conversations podcast. Today I have the honor to speak with Sharon Coleman. She is a dream building expert, speaker, and transformational coach. Although she is now widely successful, Sharon says she is no stranger to failure and difficulty, from being in poverty off to divorce to being an alcoholic. She has changed her life dramatically. So Sharon, thanks for coming on. I really do look forward to hearing what you have to say and what you have to share with us. In fact, I want to just dive straight into this. How did you go from failure to success? I think it's just an incredible story. (laughs) All right, Joshua, thanks for having me. Um, You know, I think that success sometimes is built on failure. So what I mean by that is unless you have gone through um, difficulty in your life and sometimes great difficulty in your life, I don't think you are as interested in figuring out this life and therefore being interested in how to turn it around. So I hit all kinds of bottoms um, when I was young. And I had uh, grown up in family with a lot of uh, trauma and some mental illness. Um, And I had gone through a lot of physical problems when I was a kid with being in a wheelchair and having multiple surgeries. So just a really interesting start to life, as they would say, right? So what happened is by the age of 26, I had already been married and divorced, (laughs) which is crazy. I had um, run away to Alaska and married an Eskimo as far away from California as you can get. I had ended up alcoholic at a very young age and had no control over how much I drank once I started drinking. So it was kind of a mess there. And I had a poverty consciousness, meaning that I believed in lack. I didn't understand that it was an abundant universe and I could have whatever I wanted financially at that point. So I focused on a lot of negative in my life. And at 26, I found that I actually wanted to commit suicide. And I started plotting that um, without speaking to anybody else around me. I was in so much pain emotionally and mentally I couldn't cope with the world. I didn't understand how to cope with the world. And I actually stopped drinking at 26, which sounds good, but it made everything worse because now I'm feeling every single emotion, everything that's going on that I had avoided through alcohol um, is now all the way live, right? (laughs) So I was a mess. Um, And what happened was I actually, one night I I was so afraid I was going to hurt myself that night. And I got down on my knees. I had like walked away from anything spiritual because I'd been raised in a very strict Christian family that had been extremely unloving. And yet they cited everything perfectly in church on Sunday. I'd kind of walked away from it. And so I got down on my knees and I just said, hey, if anything's out there, I need your help. And I actually had the most outrageous experience where I was completely surrounded in pure, like unconditional love and peace. Like it was the wildest thing. It was an outrageous experience in my life at that age. And when I got up to go to bed that night, somehow I knew like everything in the world was going to be okay. And so I had gone from total like 
not wanting to breathe to everything's going to be okay. And within two days, I met my first mentor, Anne. And Anne was an incredible person um, that was walking around on this earth. And so for the next 30 years, I became a student of everything neurology, psychology, spirituality. Um, I just immersed myself in deep study and applied it to my life because that's the key. You can learn anything, but if you don't actually take action and apply it to your life, nothing changes, right? So I started applying it and I literally went from where I was a single mom of two kids. I drove a car that was so bad that my seven-year-old son would stand outside the car, Josh, and refuse to get in. And he said, mom, that's the ugliest car in the whole town. It was a rusted out green Nova and there was rust all on the outside. The old days, they had fabric headliners and cars and the headliner was actually and foam falling down on our head when we got in. I mean, it was a disaster. (laughs) And so I actually went from that state over the next 10 years to going from starting to unload trucks and retail to being a vice president of a retail company. And without further education, by the way, by applying these principles that actually work, they're kind of like mathematics. If you apply these principles to your life, and you change your neurology and your thinking from the inside out, your life will change dramatically on the outside. So that's kind of where it all started. I I love the story you told there. I mean, props to you for like changing your life literally in an instant. And I, I have to like add something here. When you said that like two days later after the experience you had that you met your mentor and stuff, I'm like, that was there was a point in my life. I'm like, when you said mentor, I was like, that's exactly what happened. I was like lost. I was like, what am I supposed to do? Like I was in high school. I was like, what am I like, what am I going to do with my life? What am I going to like, like I'm graduating soon. I need to like, think about this. Right. And my mentor, like about two years ago, he just like, I did this internship program and my mother was just like, Hey, you should do it with him. I'm like, all right, let's, let's just see what he's got. And then I sat down, like, it was literally just like a 30 minute meeting. And I was like, oh my gosh, he gets me. Like, he knows exactly what I want. He knows exactly, like, he thinks the same way as me. And I'm just like, I think I've just found like something. And we just consistently met after that. And now it's like, fast forward two years. And it's like, I didn't, I had no idea I'd be like a podcast host. I had no idea I'd be like running my own business. It's like, who would have known, right? It's like, I had no idea, but I, I kind of want to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, you said that you almost were focusing on the negative in your life at that hard time in your life. And I think I also kind of did that as well, not as severe as you did, obviously, but I kind of want to get your thoughts on focus. Like where I get, let me backtrack real quick. Let's say this. Do you agree with this statement? Would you say that people, what they focus on is what they get? I guess is what they focus on is a hundred percent what they get. I think one of the greatest freedoms I ever had, Josh, was understanding that I had actually created my own reality by what I focused on. But you see, at that point I was living and I honestly think that this is, you know, sad because I don't think that most people know that they are creating their own reality. I think that most people are 
taught by the age of 10 years old that they the world is doing it to them or people make them feel a certain way or they that's literally our environment that we're raised in. So unless someone gets in touch with you like a mentor, unless someone has been on the road ahead of you and can show you where to go, I think it's the most natural thing in the world to believe that at some level you're a victim of what's happening. I also think that it's not taught in public school that our thoughts are things and that our thoughts are actually creating our reality. So I think that we are, everyone is doing the best they can. It's not their fault, but they're just not taught the tools on, and, and it's just tools, right? It's just like skills, exactly. life skills, but they're not taught that. So yeah, I guarantee you um, from now, I'm 62, what you focus on grows. So if you focus on the negative, it grows. And so most of us, if we have a problem, we're taught to focus on the problem, right? If I'm broke and I don't have any money, I'm focusing on the fact that I'm broke. I can't pay my bills. I don't have money in the bank. And that's actually going to get you the exact same thing. Broke, no money in the bank, um, but you don't understand that. So you're repeating that cycle over and over again, and you keep getting more of it which is very defeating to people, right? And so it's the same with self-worth. If you're focusing on what you're not or what you don't have, you're gonna get more of what you're not and what you don't have. So you have to literally train your mind. I was funny, I was thinking of that movie, Train a Dragon. You gotta train your mind, it's kind of <laughs> like a dragon. Um, you gotta tame that beast and really start to understand how powerful your thoughts are. Every thought has a frequency and that like frequency will come to you. I mean, it's the, it's real. I have done it in my life and I continue to do it and help clients do it. So yeah, you're right, Josh, what you focus on grows. I, I love that. So let me, you mentioned that like, there's like a process here. I kind of want to know what your process is with people. Like, how do you help them, you know, gain their focus? Well, first we have to figure out what's in stock in their brain, okay? So we've got to actually figure out the pervading thoughts that are ruling their life because we all have like, I call them taught habit patterns. So we all have like five patterns that were taught to us and based on events that happened in our life at a very young age, okay? We were taught things about ourselves that are not necessarily true by our environment, by our teachers, by our parents, by the people that were closest to us, and just by our perception of the world and what was happening around us. So based on these emotional events, we made decisions and we're staying true to those decisions. So without people understanding it, let's say you have this large emotional event when you're a kid, it's large to you, okay? And so you have this large emotional event you make a decision based on it. And what people don't realize, they're replicating it over and over in their life repeatedly. It's almost like they keep setting the same stage over and over because they're trying to make sense of it. But now I'm going to give you an example from my own life. I had a mentally ill person in my life when I was young. It was my mom. Okay. And so what happens is in order to try to understand what happened as a kid, this is all subconscious mind. None of this is conscious mind, okay? Yeah. If it was conscious <laughs> mind, we wouldn't do it. So then I want to understand at some deep level what happened, and I want it to turn out differently than it did. 
So I set the stage. Well, on the stage, I put in a mentally ill person. So now I try to do the same thing, but now this time I think it's going to turn out different. I'm not even aware of what I'm doing. I just attract the exact player into my life that fits that role, right? Yeah. So now I'm in this situation. Well, it can't work out. It can't work out. Now I'm in a relationship. Now I have this mentally ill person with me. It can't work out because they they don't have the capacity to love any more than my mom did when she was when I was young, right? But they don't understand that they're repeating their history over and over and over in their life. So if when you were young, you decided that money was hard and you heard your parents talk about that a lot, like, wow, money is really hard. You got to work really hard for your money. And you hear all these things. Well, they become ingrained in your subconscious mind. So for you, money is going to be hard. For you, it's not going to be easy to earn the money that you can easily have, by the way, if you make that decision, but until you know it. So firstly, we help people figure out what those five taught habit patterns are in their life and how they're working in their life, right? Like what's defeating them? That's why I said earlier, if you were programmed all to the good, now I know this sounds interesting, but if you were programmed all to the good, it's not likely you're going to want to change your life. So people can live in um, kind of a mundane life. It's all, they stay in a box, but if the box is good, they just stay in the box. They never recognize they're in a box, right? And they just live their whole life like that. So I say some people live life 90 years. They live for 90 years. Some people live the same year, Josh. 90 times. Oh my gosh. That sounds awful. Doesn't that sound horrible? (laughs) It's horrible. But a lot of people live like that. If on the other hand, the way that you're programmed is not good. And so it causes defeat in some area of your life, whether that's love and relationships, whether that's in your vocation, your vocari, your, your job, whether that's in your health and wellness, or whether that's in time and money freedom, then you're probably going to be more interested in actually doing the work to change your subconscious mind and your neuron programming. I love what you said there. It, my mind, when you were talking about that, it went to like this, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I, by all means, I am not an expert or know nothing about neurology, but doesn't it, it's almost like it goes into that fight or flight mode. And what happens when we're a child, especially it's like, we're still experimenting with these like emotions, these like events that happen to us. Right. And our brain just stores it away for a later date. And I remember talking with someone, I think it was uh, a couple episodes back and she was like, a lot of these people, like they grow up and then they're using those events that from like what they learn from, they're like, Oh, I fought this event or, Oh, I just ran from it. I ran from my problems. And then I'm like, that's very interesting because I see that all the time. And it's kind of nice because it's almost like a self-awareness. If you have self-awareness of what's going on in your mind and in your body, then you're going to be in a really good place. And I, I want to get your thoughts on self-awareness. I, I have the feeling you have great things to say about this, but what are your thoughts on like self-awareness? What is something that like you would tell someone, how would you help them develop self-awareness? Well, it's interesting, you know, you, you start understanding the neurological operating system that we have. 
So what you're talking about, we are, most people are, when they react to a situation, you have three reactions. You either have fight, you have flight, or you have freeze. So I'm, now freeze is it, if you look at people and they're in a depression, um, they feel like they're frozen or they're stuck in life and they don't know what to do. Their brain has actually gone into freeze. And so you can have any of those three reactions and you can have them at different times, but most people will have one or two that are their standbys. Like before I learned all this about how to rewire my mind, um, I did run, I ran. So I was a flight. So if anything got hard, I was like, I'm out of here. I mean, that was like my standby sentence, Josh, I'm out of here. And I ran. So I didn't stick around to see how things were going to turn out, right? But that's really hard because if you're always running, you never get to work through things, right? Mm -hmm. So I've, I've experienced all three of these. The thing is, what you need to do when you feel a reaction coming, if you react to something instead of respond to something, you are in your taught habit pattern. You are in your programming. Because if you're not in your programming, you know, you actually get to choose how you respond to things that are going on in your life. It's an incredible freedom. It's an incredible strength, right? To be able to choose because we are choosing, but either we're choosing in the moment or we're letting our past programming choose for us. So I'm going to suggest that our past programming has nothing to do with the now, and it's not a good way to do it. So unless you actually become self-aware of how your mind works and how you've been programmed, you're going to continue to do the same action over and over again, right? Which they say that the insanity is thinking that you're going to get a different result from doing the same thing over and over, and you're not. So self-awareness really is everything. I mean, you are not just this body you are a mind, you are a body, and you are a spirit. I think I had said to you that I had a near-death experience about 15 years ago. And what was so amazing in that experience, I was dying of something called MRSA in a hospital, um, Sharp Memorial in San Diego, California. And I had a disease that had eaten these wounds into my body. And I had a blood clot in my leg and in my lung. And I mean, I was, I was in ICU and all of a sudden I felt myself leaving consciousness, which is a very interesting feeling because you can actually feel your spirit leave, um, through the top of your head as odd as that sounds. But so on this side of life, I was having a code blue, right. As what they call it in the hospital. Code yeah. blue. I lost consciousness, but on the other side, I woke in that place that had that unconditional love, pure peace. Um, there are colors there that don't exist here. There is music there that doesn't exist here. I mean, it is the most wonderful place and you don't want anything because you are everything. And in that space, you know, we are all intrinsically connected one to another. We are the same being disguised in different masks. So I've got this mask on of this 62-year-old woman over here, right? You've got that mask on of Josh, this young man. And yet we are the same, same. made of the same stuff, the same energy. And there were so many other questions that got answered for me during that time. 
But one of the things that I learned, and it was profound, is that we are here on earth to learn to love others and love ourselves unconditionally. So most people do pretty good on that loving others. Most people don't do great on loving themselves. They're picking themselves to death. In this time and age, they're comparing themselves to other people through social media. They're looking at, here these people, you know, behind the scenes, I saw this great thing once on Facebook where they show this picture of this couple all dressed to the nines in front of a Rolls Royce, this very big house, right? And then the next scene, they show the same couple going, okay, we got to get these clothes back and return them. We better get out of here before somebody sees us and get out of this property. We're going to get caught. And they go back and they get in their old dump of a car and they take off. But you see, everyone else is left believing that illusion that they had all these things that they didn't even have. So then we compare ourselves to that. You talk about insanity. Now we're looking <laughs> at that and thinking, well, why don't I have my act together? I'm 23. Where, why don't I have my act together? I think, come on, that's not real. We are all human beings. We all have a story, all of us. And if you look at other people with that kind of love and compassion, and recognize everyone has a backstory. Everyone has fears and hopes and loves and desires and dreams. And everybody has all that. We are beautiful human messes, Josh. And we're meant to be like that, right? We're not meant to have it all together. That's just never realistic. And if we measure ourselves against some crazy measuring stick that's not real, we're always going to fall short. So. I think it's really important to learn to love yourself exactly like you are in the moment, because when you operate from that positive standpoint, hey, I'm pretty good. I got I got some good things about me. I got some things I don't like so much. Maybe I'll change those. Right. But I I'm okay like I am. Then I am okay like I am. Then if you move from that vantage point, life will come together for you. But you got to stop beating yourself up. You got to stop being overcritical. You got to give up perfectionism because it's a joke. And just start to let yourself be who you were made to be. Because I can assure you 100%, you are made perfectly. You are made perfectly. You don't need an improvement plan. Exactly. I I love it. Exactly. At the end, when you said perfectionism, I was going to talk about that. I was like, that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, a lot of people are striving for perfectionism. They're like, oh, I need to be perfect. Now I'm like, I, I love listening to this one guy. And he, he always talks about how he's like, most of you are judging me because he's widely successful, very well known. And he's like, most of you guys are judging me based off what I'm, I am now. He's like, if you were to judge me where I am, where you are now, we're in the same shoes right now. (laughs) Like, he's like, I was grinding those 18 hour work days. He's like, I had those days where I was just questioning myself. He's like, now it seems easy, right? Like I'm on stage. I'm this world success. Right. And he's like, it looks easy. Right. And we posted on social media. He's like, but at the same time, I like posting some of the stuff from back then because life was hard then. It's like, it was really hard for me to say, Hey, this is like my livelihood. Am I going to like make ends meet? And it, there was a lot of hard things that he encountered. And I was like, I, I loved how he phrased it like that. Cause I'm like, I think a lot of us, especially just people my age that are in college, high school, what, whatever it might be, they just judge themselves based off 
where people are. They're like, they see that one success story. They see that one person that's like, oh, I'm a millionaire by the time I'm 22 or something. And you're just like, yeah, okay. That's one person. That's cool. But I'll, I'll be at 23. I'll, I'll, I'll get there at 23. I might not be at 22, but it's okay. Like you have to work through your own process, create your own processes in order to get there. And I, I, I love that you were just talking about that and bringing up because I think perfectionism is just, I, I think it's a horrible thing. I think a lot of people want to appear perfect or like we, we, we do so much to please others, but we don't please ourselves. Oh my gosh. And can I tell you, that is the cosmic joke <laughs> is trying to please other people because they're involved with them. They're not sitting there trying to figure out what's best for you in your life. They're not looking at you. A lot of people don't even see you right? They don't even have the capacity to see you. And you're going to worry about what they're thinking about you. Listen, their thoughts come from inside their head. They're their thoughts. Exactly. They may have nothing to do with you. It is it's like one of the worst things that can happen in this world is to take other people personally, because most likely it has nothing to do with you. So you've got to be your own friend. You've got to take care of yourself. You've got to approve of yourself, right? And so it's funny that you were talking about that, Josh, because it's like the perfectionism thing. I used to say to people, it's so career limiting, the perfectionism thing. And the other piece you were pointing on, no one is an overnight success. No one. I started unloading trucks. I mean, hardcore, like big semi trucks of boxes. And I'm all of like five foot one. So you can imagine how well that went. That's right? not easy. <laughs> not easy. But I'm saying like, I did it just like other people do it, right? We go step by step by step. Now, there is a faster route. And that route is if you apply like what I would consider to be the universal laws and hear the word law, they work the same for everybody. They don't work for this person over here because they're special. They work the same for everybody, regardless of where you are, regardless of what you're doing in this moment. They work for you the same way they work for me. Isn't that beautiful? They're not exclusive. They're inclusive. Everybody gets the same thing and everybody can do it. But it's not overnight. You've got to do the work. So either you're going to do the work on the outside or you're going to do the work on the inside. The work on the inside is a lot faster. Um, to getting you where you want to go. And then you'll stay there. See, it's funny. You talked about how many people don't even enjoy their life, Josh, because they're trying to get somewhere. Like 89%. <laughs> it's really high. It's like, what are you waiting for? <laughs> what are you waiting for? You realize one day I was healthy. The next day I was in ICU dying. Like, come on, you guys, this life, enjoy it. One of the things I heard really clear from the divine on the other side was that I put you on this earth to enjoy your life. Now, I live in so much joy now, Josh, on a daily basis. People call me joy ball because I'm constantly, I'm, I'm in a state of joy. But I love my life. I love my life. But I created my life. Does that make sense? Exactly. Like I'm the one choosing to create what's going on in my life. And if I take full responsibility for everything that happens, and I do. And I'm not talking about you can't control other people. That's oh, another cosmic no. joke. <laughs> right. But if I if I take and I'm responsible for what's happening in my own life, my own perceptions, my own bank account, my own thoughts, my own business, all of that, 
then I have freedom to continue to create what I want. Exactly. You have to take accountability there. And I, I think a lot of people that there, there's this like tug of war happening here. Like everyone's like, again, the perfectionism. And then there's instant gratification on the other side. It's like, oh, I want it now, but I want to be perfect now. It's like, you're just pulling against each other. It's like, yeah. if you want to at least try to be perfect, you're going to have to put in some work. Okay. Like you have to at least put in some work to try and be perfect. But if you want things now, sorry, those things are on opposite ends of the spectrum. They are. It's funny that you said that, right? Because so many people, um, it is about taking action. Like this world is the third dimensional world. In the third dimensional world, you've got to take action in order to make things happen. Now it can be imperfect action, right? It doesn't have to be perfect action. It can be imperfect, but you've got to take action consistently. Nothing happens without taking action. And part of the action that you take, by the way, is to rewire your mind, is to look at where you have limiting beliefs about yourself, about the world, about others, and be willing to be open-minded enough to think that maybe it could be different than that, right? And do that. And so, yeah, it's a huge task in some ways, but man, it's worth it to have a life you can literally, I am in alone in the car sometimes, Josh, and I literally say, God, I love my life. Like I do it too. Right? <laughs> to say, I love my life and I'm enjoying it. it now, not postponing it or putting it off. We, we have this idea that we're going to get somewhere. It's so much better to just enjoy every day of the journey. Let yourself enjoy every day. Follow what you love and you will end up in the destination you want to be in. I love how you just wrapped that up right there. That was that was great. Like you tied that in a bow nicely. I, I think also a lot a lot of uh, people aren't comfortable being alone. I think there, there, there's something I like to do, especially when I just need to clear my mind after like a busy day. It's It's kind of funny what I do. I go to a McDonald's, I get a chocolate shake and I just go up the mountain and I just sit there and I just sit there and contemplate. And there's people that are like, how can you just like go somewhere by yourself? Or like, I'll go to a party just by myself to meet new people. It's just like, they're like, why do you go by yourself? Like, I need someone else to be there for me. I'm like, well, how else are you supposed to meet those new people or those people to come with you if you don't go out yourself? Like you have to be comfortable with yourself as well. And I kind of want to drop the intelligent question of the day here because I think a lot of people my age especially struggle with this. And this is the intelligent question of the day. I think you've been prepared to answer this. What is the best way for someone to find what they want and or just what their dream is? Oh, I love that, Josh. You know, there are signs around you every minute of every day. That if you pay attention to yourself, there are things that you do in life that light you up. Things that you would say, man, I love doing this. And it doesn't have to make sense to anyone else around you. We are given clues about the dream that's put on our heart. And I'll tell you this, every person on this earth is born with a dream. And that dream is something that they need to actually bring into reality that will make this world a better place and give them that life they love. So you've got to follow what you love, what you have passion about. Now, if you don't feel like you have any passion or love anything, you need to get out there and start experimenting with life. 
You need to get out there and start trying a lot of different things. Go take classes, go go with different people doing different things. Don't stay in your box. Get out of your box. You're going to find something that lights you up. When you start following that and in your dream, one of the most important things about a dream is it has to be good for others too. Now, that dream could be that you want to find your soulmate. You want to find the person to have this beautiful, loving relationship with. But if you you think, well, what good does that do the world? I think if you ever watch two people in love, it's one of the most beautiful life affirming things we can watch, right? And so it does benefit the world. But I want you to really start knowing that there are things that are leaving clues all around your life that you like doing. Maybe you like helping people and you like talking to people and they come to you when they have problems naturally and open up to you. All these things are clues, but don't believe that, you know, like I think a lot of young people are so influenced by their parents saying, oh, you need to do this. This is what I think you need to do. Well, that's about their parents. It's not about them. And I'm not putting down the parents. I'm just saying that every you've got to watch your children and watch what lights them up inside. Because I can assure you, my daughter and son are not doing what I do, but they are both extremely happy in their careers. And they've changed it. My son went from being a, um, believe it or not, a yo-yo expert, um, one of the best yo-yoers in the world, wow. traveled the entire world. They paid for him to go all over the world. And now he is a vice president of a startup. I mean, you just don't know. You just don't know. So they would have never told you they believed they were doing that. My daughter does, um, uh, she's the HR, HR for H&M and she loves it. So just know that everybody's got something that they're really good at, and it just doesn't always fit the perfect mold. Um, so listen to yourself, get to know yourself, pay attention to yourself, and live the life that you will love living. It will be worth it. Create that life for yourself. I love it. That that right there, everyone, for those of you that are listening, that right there is the intelligent answer. And I, I kind of want to touch on how you said your son was a professional yo-yo to the vice president. I thought that was just awesome. and especially in today's day and age, there's so many opportunities with the internet that's brought about where literally we can look up something like regarding our passion. There's a way to get paid to do it. Like it's crazy. Like back, if you were to look in the 1800s, you couldn't do that. Like you had to farm to survive. We have so many opportunities. Like we are so blessed right now just because there's just so many opportunities. Like I literally look left and right I, I remember taking my friend out like he was working with me with one of my businesses and I was just showing him the ropes and stuff. And I was just like, and he's like, how do you just see opportunities left and right? I'm like, dude, like we literally live in the best time in the history of the world. Like there's so many opportunities. Like you, ha- like you can literally look at anything in a room and just be like, I know how to like make money off that. I can make a living off of that. And it's just incredible that we can do that. And yeah. I love that he switched because, I mean, if you were to ask eight-year-old me, I would say I wanted to be a professional basketball player, right? It was just a dream of mine, right? I, I've worked my tail end off. I even played at a little bit of high school ball, and then I got cut my junior year. And I was like, and I was just kind of the nail in the coffin, right? And I was like, well, obviously, I, I'm not that great for professional basketball. So I was just like, and I'm also not what I would say is tall or you know, is naturally gifted 
DNA wise as some of these other people. So I'm like, again, that was that lost period where I was like, what am I going to do? And I found the mentor that was like, oh, this is exactly what I want to do. Right. And it's funny because I think we all have those moments where like, this is our dream and we work towards it. And then we have it, we're fulfilled. Right. And then it's just like, all of a sudden something's just like, you're like, well, there's gotta be more. Right. I think it's naturally in us to just chase something more. We're like, we gotta have, there's gotta be something else. Right. And we, and then that's where I was like, all right, let's, let's go with business. Let's go with like, let's, let's see what we can do there. And I wouldn't be surprised once I get to that, I'll be like, Oh, you know, I, I'm not a fan of that. And then maybe I'll take up some other random profession or something like that. And I like, I would not be surprised because it's just, there's so many things, like you said, outside factors that can come into play, but it's, Josh, you know, in your lifetime, you could have like, who knows how many, you may have six or seven different careers. Oh yeah. Six or seven different careers. So don't limit yourself and start where you're planted and start with what most interests you and follow that path. But you're right. This is not like, I think there's this idea for young people like, okay, I'm going to have to do this the rest of my life. That's ridiculous. No, you're not. Go do something. See if you like it. If you don't like it, it's giving you information about what you don't want. So you're getting closer to what you do want. Then go do that. But, you know, just follow your face around and do the next indicated thing. And you will, you will, I promise you, if you put the effort in and you learn, always be a lifelong learner, right? Always Mm -hmm. strive to learn. That's the most exciting thing about life. I will always be learning, Josh. And I always learn more on a daily basis. Isn't that amazing? And I am. I know I will until I die. I know I will. (laughs) It keeps me young. But yeah, so just know, just follow your heart and it will not steer you wrong. I love that you mentioned that. I, I couldn't agree more. And I hate to like start to wrap this up and, you know, get your final thoughts. And uh, a little bit on the, especially how young people think that they're going to choose something and that's their life. I, I feel like, especially leading up to, I would say their senior year of college, I would say a lot of people, they're told what to do. It's like, you do this, then this, then this, then this. It's just like step by step by step by step. Then all of a sudden you graduate and you're like, what, what, what am I supposed to do now? And it's funny because there's this phenomenon that occurs. And my dad talks about it all the time. He's like, college graduates come into the workforce. And what happens is they're like, they give them, they're like, oh yeah, you need to do this. And they're like, oh, well, what's the answer? And they're like, well, we don't know. <laughs> like, that's your job. We're paying you to get the answer. They're like, oh, like, and it's, interesting because their whole life they've been told hey here's your answer like two plus two it equals four right but then all of a sudden it's like no you need to actually like learn how to do this no one know no one on the planet knows how to do this you need to figure it out right here like this specific specific situation here you need to figure out how to solve this right here and i i just love what you've been saying today and again i hate to wrap it up but what can you like give the final thoughts and just what do you want the audience to remember about Sharon Coleman? What do you want them to remember about you? You know, I think that I have found a path out of the life that I was told I had to live into the life that I choose to live. And I love helping people prosper. I love helping people discover who they are, get rid of their self-limiting beliefs 
and really live that life that they were meant to live without all that old programming on them and all those limited ideas on them. So I would say that. And then the other thing is, Josh, really quickly, you're talking about learning how to think, not what to think. And so I think it's important that people learn how to think. They've been told forever what to think. And that's what you're talking about that happens when they get out of school is they're like, now they have to learn how to think and apply it. So yeah, I think it's really important to learn how to control your own mind and take care of yourself. Josh, it was a pleasure being with you today. Yeah, thank you for coming on. I, I definitely enjoyed having you on as well. And if people want to, you know, reach out to you or if they, you, I'm pretty sure you have a website or I something do. like that. I do. I'm at www.herdivinelife.com. Um, all one, you know, three words together, herdivinelife.com. And uh, I'm also on, uh, oh gosh, I don't know, Facebook, Instagram, who knows all of that as well. All the social but, media uh, platforms. Yeah, all the social media stuff. I, I, it was just, again, a total pleasure. Yeah, if people want to reach out, I can share with them more about how to help them. That would be great. Thank you. Okay, yeah. Thank you again for coming on. I, I had a blast. And everyone, that is Sharon Coleman. As you can tell, she is a very intelligent person, has wise things to say. And I would take a lot of her advice into heart if you were struggling to find your passion. She had a great answer there for the intelligent question of the day. And tune into next week. We have a great guest lined up for you guys that week as well. And thank you guys for listening to this episode. And we'll see you guys next week. And let's get after it. Hey, everyone. If you liked this episode and would like to hear more, be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button. We release a new episode every Wednesday for you guys to listen to. Thank you guys so much for the support that you give. We cannot have done this without you guys. If you would like to be a potential guest on the show, check out intelligentcombos.com and there should be a form there for you guys to fill out. Thank you guys again and let's get after it.